Welcome to Directions in Rashi, a podcast that will help you understand individual comments from Rashi throughout the Chumash, and that will also introduce you to some of the general principles which I feel uh, directed Rashi in his creation of his commentary, and that will help us to understand his commentary better all around. A Yiddish expression often used in yeshiva says, Men starb nicht von Akasha. One does not die from an unanswered question. What you do not understand now, you will probably understand later. Or, you may discover that the understanding of a particular point or opinion is not as vital as you once thought. In next week's parsha, Parshas told us, there is a Rashi comment that has puzzled many people. Upon examination, however, I think we can con- conclude that A. Rashi's opinion is well-rooted in Pshutish mikra the simple meaning of the verses, and B. It is nonetheless not an article of faith that cannot be disagreed with. Let us begin with the beginning of this week's parsha, Chaye Sora. We read in the beginning of chapter 23 of Sefer Bracious. Vayiyu Chaye Sora, and the life of Sora was Mea Shana, Vyasrim Shana, Visheva Shanim, was a hundred years and twenty years and seven years. Shnei Chaye Sara, these are the years of the life of Sora. Without going into various very important comments that have been made about this Pasuk, but it is telling us that Sara at the time of her death was one hundred and twenty seven years old. Pasuk base. But Thomas Sara Bekiryas Arba and Sora died in a place called Kiryas Arba. He Chevroin, that is the same place known as Chevroin, the Eretz Canaan, in the land of Canaan. Vayovai Avraham lespod lesara velivkosa. And Avraham came to eulogize Sora and to cry for her. Let's take a look at Rashi. First on the words Vayovai Avraham, and then on the words Lisboid Lesora Volivkosa. On the words Vayovai Avraham, Rashi says, Mibeer Sheva, that from where was Avraham coming? He was coming from Be'er Sheva. We'll discuss the importance of that soon. Lisboid Lesora Volivkosa, he came to eulogize Sora and to cry for her. Rashi says, Nismacha Misa Sora Leakedis Yitzchak. The death of Sora happened immediately following the Akedis Yitzchok, the binding and attempted sacrifice of Yitzchok. As we see, the last week's parsha ended with the Akedah, and this week's parsha begins with the passing of Sora. And Rashi continues, what is the connection between the two? Lafisha because it was because of the report of the Akedah, that Sarah heard that her son had been presented for slaughter. And he nearly was slaughtered, if not for the intervention of the angel. So when Sarah heard this, her soul literally flew from her, and she died. A very well-known Rashi. A question I would like to raise on this Rashi is that we have discussed many times 
that Rashi's derech, his method, is to explain psukim al-sidram, according to the order in which they occur. And I contend that also we can see in many places in Rashi's commentary that even within one pasuk, but he explains different phrases in the order in which they occur. Now, it would seem that if Rashi wanted to tell us that Sarah died immediately following the Akedah, he should have done so at the very beginning of this Pasuk base. The beginning of Pasuk base says, Vatama Sarah, and Sarah died. And if we follow the order of the verses, as we said before, at the end of last week's Parsha, we read of Akedas Yitzchak, and the beginning of this Parsha says, Vatama Sarah. So if that's an important connection, if the reason that Sarah died was because she was shocked when she heard the news of the Akedah, then it would seem that Rashi should have commented, he should have made this comment immediately upon the words, Vatama Sarah. Instead, Rashi waits for the end of the Pasuk, only on the words, Lispod Lisarah Valivkosa, to eulogize Sarah and to cry for her, there Rashi comes along and says that Sarah's death happened following the Akedah and because of the Akedah. Why does Rashi wait till the end of the Pasuk to make this comment? And I think the answer is as follows. Just because this Parsha begins, or this Pasuk begins with the words Vatama Sarah, that Sarah died, that is not a convincing proof that Sarah died immediately following the Akedah. It could be that the end of Parshas Vayera tells us the story of the Akedah. The beginning of Parshas Chaye Sarah tells us the story of Sarah dying, but that doesn't prove that the two events happened very close to each other. There may have been months or years in between. So on the words Vatama Sarah, Rashi does not comment. Only on the end of the Pasuk, Vayove Avraham mi Be'er Sheva, Avraham came from Be'er Sheva, to eulogize Sarah and to cry for her, there Rashi saw a proof that Sarah's death occurred very soon, almost immediately following the Akedah. What's the proof? I said before that we would talk about this comment that Rashi makes, that Vayavai Avraham, that Avraham came from where? From Be'er Sheva. If we go back to the end of Parshas Vayera, so we read the whole narrative of the Akedah. And finally, the Malach prevents Avraham from slaughtering his son, and the Malach praises Avraham and gives him some very great blessings. And finally, in chapter 22, Pasuk Yudtes, the Pasuk says, Vayoshev Avraham el Noarov, Avraham returned to his young men who had accompanied him, Vayakumu Vayelchu Yachdov, and they got up, and they went together, El Be'er Shava, to Be'er Sheva. Vayeshev Avraham Be'er Sheva. And Avraham dwelt in Be'er Sheva. Now, on that Pasuk, Rashi says, in the end of Parshas Vayero, Vayeshev Avraham Be'er Sheva, that he dwelt there. But Rashi says, Lo Yeshiva Mamish. It was not a real dwelling for any length of time. Sharei Bechevrein Hoya Yoshev. Because really, he had been living in Hebron. Yud Beis Shonim Lefnei Akidasei Shil Yitzchak. 
Rashi says for the 12 years previous to the Akedas Yitzchok, Avram had been dwelling in Hebron. Now, Yotza mi Sheva. So, in other words, so Rashi says, now, after the Akedah, he temporarily went to Be'er Sheva. For what reason? It's not specified here. But he temporarily went to Be'er Sheva. And then he went to Hebron. So when it says, Avraham, uh, that Avraham was Yeshev, when it says, Avraham, the Sora, that Avraham came to eulogize Sora, he was coming from Be'er Sheva, where he had stayed just a very short time. Now, let's make a calculation. After the Akedah, he went to Be'er Sheva. He stayed there only a very short time. Then he came from Be'er Sheva to Hebron. For what purpose? Lisbeid the Sarah v'liv to eulogize Sarah and to cry for her. It comes out that when we read the words, Vayavai Avraham, Lisbeid the Sarah Avraham came to eulogize Sarah and to, and to cry for her. In those words, the Torah is informing us that from the time of the Akedah until the death of Sarah, there was only a very, some very short time. That's really the proof that Sarah's death occurred immediately following the Akedah. Only in these words, And there, Rashi felt the need to, to explain to us that that is in fact what happened. So, we see here that Rashi keeps to his way that he always explains the psukim according to the order in which they occur. And we see here that even within one pasuk, Rashi does not jump to make a comment, even though the comment is true. But he doesn't jump to make it until he comes to the exact words which prove his point. In the beginning of next week's parsha, Parshas told us, Rashi repeats his statement that Sarah was uh, died immediately following the Akedah, and he also adds another very interesting and very controversial point. We read at the beginning of Parshas Toldais, Perik Chafei, Pasik Chaf. Vayihi Yitzchak ben Arboyim Shanah, and Yitzchak was 40 years old, Bekachto es Rivka, when he took Rivka, Bas Besuel Ha'arami, who was the daughter of Besuel, the Aramean, Mipadan Aram, from the place called Padan Aram, Achis Lavan, who was the sister of Lavan Ha'arami, of Lavan the Aramean, Lo the Isha, when he took her to himself as a wife. So the Pasik tells us that when Yitzhak married Rivka, he was 40 years old. Rashi comments about this fact that Yitzhak was 40 years old. And before I read the comment, I would like to mention that it is not totally clear to me altogether why Rashi makes any comment at all. If the Pasuk tells us that's how old Rivka was, I'm not exactly sure why Rashi felt the need to explain anything about it, but he does. And here, is, here are Rashi's words. Ben Arboim Shano, Yitzhak was 40 years old. Shaharei, because... When Avraham returned from Har HaMariah, when he returned from the Akedah, 
Nisbaser Shinolda Rivka. At that time, he was informed that Rivka had been born. As we read and as we will soon discuss at the end of Parshas Vayera. The Yitzchak Hoya ben Lamed Zayin Shana. And Yitzchak at that time was 37 years old. We often see uh, paintings depicting the Akedah where it looks like Yitzchak is a little boy. But in fact, at least according to Rashi, and we'll see in a moment he has a very good proof, Yitzchak was 37 years old. How do we know he was 37 at the time of the Akedah? Share Bo Beperek Mesa Sara. Because at that same chapter in time, at that point in time, Sarah died, as Rashi explained already in uh, the beginning of Chaye Sarah, that Sarah died immediately following the Akedah. Now, from the time that Yitzhak was uh, born until the Akedah, Shemesa Sarah, till that time when Sarah died, Lamed Zayin Shana, from the birth of Yitzhak until the Akedah, which is when Sarah died, was 37 years. And how do we know that? Because we know from Sukkim that Sarah was 90 years old when Yitzchak was born. And she was 127 years old when she died. So Yitzchak was born, she was 90. She died when she was 120. Seven, And we know, or at least Rashi is of the opinion, the very strongly supported opinion, that she died at the same time of the Akedah. So therefore, from 90 to 127 is 37. Yitzchak was 37 years old at the time of the Akedah, etc. Harele Yitzchak, Lamed Zayin Shonim. Rashi says, so we see that Yitzchak was 37 years old at the time. Now listen carefully. Uvo beperek nolda rivka, at that same time, Rivka was born. Now, previously, Rashi just said that at that time, immediately following the Akedah, Avraham was nisbaser. Avraham was informed that Rivka had been born. Now, Rashi takes it a step further, and he says Rivka actually was born at that time, at the time of the Akedah and the death of Sarah. That is exactly when Rivka was born. So, says Rashi, Himtin law, Yitzhak then waited three years until she would be Ru'uya Labia, a girl under the age of three, is, according to the Gemara, not even considered fit uh, for marriage. She, even if one would have intercourse with her, it's not even called intercourse, it, it is not called Bia. So therefore he waited three years, Unisa'ah, and then he married her. Now, Rashi's math is, is very good, very solid. The one point that one might quibble with in mathematically is that he claims that Rivka was born exactly or approximately at the time of the Akedah. We'll talk about that later. Of course, what has puzzled many people, sometimes to the point of a crisis of faith, is that Rashi is here saying that Rivka was three at the time that she married Yitzhak, which creates a very puzzling situation when we read this week in Parshas Chaye Sorah that Eliezer went out to find a wife for Yitzhak, and he met 
Rivka, and he spoke to her, and she filled up water for him, and she filled up water for his camels, and she took him home to her parents, and there was a discussion, and ultimately the family asked Rivka, would she be willing to go with this man to go back to Eretz Canaan to marry Yitzchak, and she said yes. All of this does not sound like Rivka was a mere three years old. And this has bothered many people. The short answer to the question is, what can you do? This is what Rashi says. In fact, it is based on a Midrash, Seder Oilam. You have to say that Rivka at age three was not like your average girl at age three. She was more intelligent. She was um, physically more capable. Although Rashi says she was not yet mature enough to marry, not yet physically mature enough, but she was able to to draw water from the well and carry water and give the water to Eliezer and the camels. So, one must say, according to Rashi, that she was not your average three-year-old. As I mentioned before, Rashi's opinion is well-rooted in the simple meaning of the psukim in the Torah. If we look at the end of Parshas Vayera, we find, as we mentioned before, the narrative of the Akedah, and then we find the following group of Pesukim. This is Perik Chaf Beis, Pasuk Chaf. Vayhi achrei hadvorim And it was after these things occurred. Rashi says, which things? These events of the Akedah. Vayugad the Avraham Lemor. And it was told to Avraham, saying as follows, Hine yoldo milka gamhi banim Behold, Milka has also given birth to children to your brother, Nachor. Avram had a brother named Nachor, who was married to a woman named Milka, and Avraham was told that Milka had given birth to children. And who are her children? She had Utz, her, the, the firstborn of Nachor, and his brother Buz, and Kmuel, who was called Avi Aram, the father of the Arameans. Chav Beis, v'yes Kesed, v'yes Chazoi, v'yes Pildosh, v'yes Yidlof, v'yes Bisuel, and she also gave birth to Kesed, and Chazo, and Pildosh, and Yidlof, and Bisuel, Pasik Chav Gimel, v'yesuel Yolad es Rivka, and Bisuel uh, fathered Rivka. Shmaina Eila Yolda Milka, these eight children Milka uh, bore, Lenachor Achi Avraham, to Nachor, the brother of Avraham. And then the next thing we read at the beginning of Parshish Chaye Sarah is that Sarah died at the age of 127. So it would seem to be, as Rashi said, that there was the Akeda. Immediately following the, the Akedah, Avraham was informed that Rivka had been born. As Rashi says at the end of Parshas Vayera, the whole purpose of that, uh, that whole genealogy, of that whole section telling us about the children of Nachor, was really, the whole purpose was to get to 
Rivka, who is going to be become such an important person in our story. So following the Akedah, Rivka was born, and then Sarah died. All of this happened at the, approximately the same time. And then we put this together with Rashi's calculations in Parshas Toldais. So we have three things that happened at approximately the same time. The Akedah, the birth of Rivka, and Sarah's death, and at which point we can calculate that Yitzhak was 40 years old, and that's what it says, that Yitzhak was 40 when he married Rivka. And if we are following this calculation, we have to come to the conclusion that how old was Rivka at the time? Rivka was a mere three years old. Now, if one is truly unable to digest this point, if one truly cannot imagine that Rivka at the time was three years old, I introduce you to a Toysvais in Mesechti Yavamis, Daf Samach Aleph, Ahmed Beis. Toysvais in Mesechti Yavamis has a question. His question is not on the reality, on the possibility of a three-year-old girl acting the way Rivka acts, but rather, Toysus's main question and main proof is a pasuk in this week's parsha, Chaye Sora, Perik Chav Dalit, pasuk Tezayin, where it says regarding Rivka, Vahanaro Toivasma Remoid, the Nara, the young woman, was of very good appearance. Besula, she was a virgin, etc., etc., and she she came to the well to fill up water, and she met Eliezer, and etc., etc., all of the well-known events took place. Toysvis says that from this Pasek that calls Rivka a Nara, Mashma de Rivka Nara Hoysa. So from this it, it sounds like Rivka was a Nara, and Toysvis assumes that the word Nara means a young woman. In fact, we find in many places in Gemara that a girl is not considered a Nara until she is 12 years old. So Toysus has a big kasha on the Medrash that Rashi quotes that says that Rivka was merely three years old at the time of this story. Toysus has a kasha. It says in the Pesach she is referred to as Nara, which means not a little girl, but a young woman. And therefore, after much uh, complex mathematics, Toysvis, in the name of Rabbi Shmuel Mishapira, comes to the conclusion that in fact, Rivka, when she was met by uh, Eliezer and when she married Yitzhak, was 14 years old. And he says, there are midrashais chalukim ze'alzeh. There are two different midrashim which disagree with each other. One midrash is the midrash Seder Oilam, which is quoted by Rashi, which says that Rivka was only three. But Toysvis found a midrash Rabbah in Koheles, and from that midrash he supports his opinion that Rivka was much older. She was actually 14, a much more uh, reasonable age, at least in ancient times, for a girl to get married, and an age which makes it much easier to understand 
this story that is told to us in this week's Parsha, Parsha's Chaye Sora. What is the Nekudas HaMachlaikas? Where exactly is the point upon which Rashi and Rabbi Shmuel Mishapira disagree? Rashi insists that the Akedah took place, and then Avraham was informed that Rivka was born, but not only was he informed that she was born, but as Rashi says in Parshas told us, he says, At that time, that's when Rivka was born. And I think that is probably the most novel point that Rashi makes, and the point upon which one has the most room to disagree. If we look at the Psukim at the end of Parshas Vayera that we just read, so it says that Milka gave birth to some children, to Nahor, Avraham's brother, and now there's a list of eight children, Utz and Buz and Kamuel and Kesed and Pildash and Yidlaf and Besuel. And Besuel, he fathered a girl named Rivka. Now, assuming, like Rashi, that Rivka was born just then, just at the time of the Akedah, when were all of her, when was her father and all of her uncles born? They must have been born a number of years before. Now, just as her father and her uncle were born a number of years before, it is not unreasonable to suggest that Rivka herself had been born some years before this. The Pusik is not, to my opinion, does not seem to be I don't think that we're forced to say that Rivka was just born at this time. What we can prove from the Pasuk is that Avraham found out about her birth just at this time. Of course, they didn't have uh, express mail and, uh, and uh, telegraphs and emails and so on. It could have taken a number of years before Avraham would have found out that his brother had children. So, it could be, Rashi seems to insist that Rivka was born exactly at this time. Rabbi Shmuel Mishapira, the Taisvis holds that she must have been born some time earlier. The Pasuk doesn't mean to say that she was born exactly at this time. Avram's being told that she was born. And I think we can uh, support this idea from the grammar in the Pasuk. The Pasuk says... Pasikhov Gimel, Perikhov base, Pasikhov Gimel. Uvisuel Yalad es Rivka. Now, normally, when Chumash is telling us a story, when it is telling us a narrative, we know that it uses what's called Vav Hamahapech. It will put a verb in what is technically the future tense, but it will put a Vav in front of it, and that changes the future to the past. So, for example, Vayomer Hashem. Yoimer really means Hashem will say, but Vayoimer means Hashem did say. It becomes a past tense. This is the narrative form throughout the Torah. And the, the verb usually comes before the name of the person who is performing it. Vayoimer Moshe. Literally in English that would translate as as he said, Moshe. But of course it means Moshe said. But in Hebrew, the word order, in the Chumash anyway, the word order is Vayomer Moshe. Moshe said. First the verb for said in this 
backwards in this inverted form, and then the name of the person doing it, Moshe. Here, we have a very different form. We have Ufsuel, we have first the name of the person, Yolad, he gave birth to, he fathered Esrifka. Now, what is the significance? If we go back to Parshas Bracious, Perigdalet, we find the first use of this unusual form. And it says, following the whole story of Adam and Chava being placed in Gan Eden and Adam and Chava making a uh, terrible, fatal mistake, eating of the fruit and being banished from Gan Eden. After all of that, the Pesach says, Adam yoda es ishtoi. And Adam knew he had relations with Chava, his wife, Vatar and she became pregnant and she gave birth to Kayan, etc. Rashi comments, Rashi says, and we'll see in a moment more clearly, that this verb form, first the name of the person, and then yoda, a simple past, past tense, means already, it means what's called in English the pluperfect. It's referring to something that happened even before something else that happened. Says Rashi, before the above mentioned matter of Gan Eden and the and the sin. Before Odom and Chava sinned and they were banished from Gan Eden. It was even before that that Adam Yoda is Chava, that Adam had relations with Chava and she became pregnant and bore a child. Says Rashi and so to the pregnancy and the actual birth. Says Rashi, if it would have said in the normal, the more common form, which is the future tense, yeda, with the vav hamahapech, with that vav that turns it around into a past tense, and then the name of the person doing it, if it would have said that, that would sound like after he was banished, then he had relations with his wife. But since it says, it says it this other, less common way, it means the past perfect, that Adam already had, had had relations with Chava. Now if we take that into the end of Parshas Vayera, where it says, Uvesuel Yalad Esrifka, and Besuel, we should translate, had given birth, had fathered Rivka sometime previous, so that it is not telling us a narrative of something that was happening at that time. Grammatically, I think it can be well supported. We can claim, and I think with good support, that Besuel, Yelades Rivka, is something that happened sometime in the past, some number of years in the past, and with this, it is supported the opinion of Rabbi Shmuel Mishapira that really Rivka was not born exactly at that time. She was born some years before, and by the time, by the time that um, that uh, Yitzhak married her, it's very possible that she was already fourteen years old. In conclusion, those who insist on always finding an answer to Rashi's opinions 
can can rest here, and they can simply say that Rivka was a very unusual three-year-old. Those who are still losing sleep over the matter, they are welcome to understand the psukim according to the opinion of Toysvis in Mesechta Yevomus. Thank you for listening to Directions in Rashi with Yochanan Joseph, author of the book Directions in Rashi, available from Feldheim Publications. Production aspects were carried out by Minagain Music. Visit them online by going to facebook.com slash Minagain Be More.